Hello, I'm Marvin Fant, and this is Fantline, where we're not afraid to speak truth, and it doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal, Democrat or Republican, because right always trumps over wrong. Enough said. to create division. Now that that itself in itself sounds not like Jesus. It doesn't sound like the creator. It doesn't sound like God. Why would he say he came to create division? Well let's let's jump right into this. Now this term comes from Luke 1251. And let's go there, Luke 1251. Now, what I'm going to do here is give you different versions of it. I'm going to give you the King James. I'm going to give you the NIV and so forth, like that. And it says, do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. Okay. Now, keep that in your memory bank. It says, do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. All right, let's let's see about the Amplified Bible. How does it put it? Luke twelve fifty one, and it says, "Do you suppose that I came to grant peace on earth? No, I tell you." but rather division. And it says, do you suppose, do you suppose that I came to grant peace on earth? So you have to say it like that. Do you suppose I came to grant peace on earth? All right, let's try, let's see if we can do one more here. Okay, the American Standard Version. Let's try that one. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The American Standard Version. Now it says, Think ye that I am come to give peace on earth. I tell you nay, but rather division. Okay. Now I, I, I'm making a point right here. Okay. And the point is, most people present this verse in this context. All right? And it leaves you wondering why would Jesus say he came to create division? As kind of matter of factly, so to speak. But now I'm going to give you the King James Version. Save the best for last, right? I'm going to give you the King James Version. And I always say, you still have to hold the King James version as the standard bearer. Because with a lot of translations, especially the newer ones, it sometimes they take away from the meaning 
the full context of the meaning, so to speak. Okay, King James Version, verse 51 of Luke chapter 12. All right, now check this out. It says, suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth. I tell you nay, but rather division. The starting out, the key word here is suppose. Suppose that I come to give peace on earth. You have to put it in that context. Suppose, and this is Jesus talking now. Suppose I came to give peace on earth. And I tell you may, I tell you may, but rather division. From henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two, and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother. The mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Now, when you stick with the King James Version, to me, it gives you a different perspective. Okay? Because he says, suppose. Now, let's go a little further with this. Now, and this is what the Lord has show, showed me, is that from Luke 12, 51, this is in the context of us being ready. Us being ready for his coming. Let's, and what I want to do here is instead of reading just that one verse, let's delve into the fullness of the chapter. Okay, let's go to verse 41. And it says, Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speak thou this parable unto us, or even at all. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat due season, meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he come, shall find so doing. But the truth I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he has, but he, but and if that servant say in his heart, My Lord, delay in his coming, and shall begin to beat the manservants and maidens, and to eat and drink and to be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in the day when he look not for him, and at an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him in sunder, and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whom soever much is given of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. So Jesus says, and this is this is Jesus talking, and Jesus continues and says, 
I am come to send fire on the earth, and what will I, if it be already kindled? But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how am I straightened till it be accomplished? So it goes on in verse 51 saying, suppose that I am come to give peace on earth. I tell you nay, but rather division. For from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two, two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. I'm going to stop right there. And you can read the rest of the verses in 51 for yourself. But the main thing is, what he is saying is, be ready. Be ready. In this, situa in this situation, be ready. Now, I also want to preface that with going into Matthew chapter 10. So let's go to Matthew chapter 10. Okay, Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 38. 34 through 38. Okay, you ready with me? Give you a few, give you a few more seconds. All right, let's read. Jesus, talk, Jesus is talking here, and he says, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance. And what is variance? Meaning divided, division. Against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and the man's foe shall be they of his own household. Now stop right there. It says, and a man's foe shall be they of his own household. So in other words, those very ones that you love are the very ones that are in division with you when it comes to Jesus, or maybe, put it that way, or maybe in division with you or against you when it comes to Jesus. And I'll continue on in verse 37. And it says, He that loved father or mother more than me, and this is the key part here, this is the key. He says, he that loved father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loved son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And we can continue in verse 38. And he that take not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. So, and there you go. Now, you can have a situation, and this, this happens all the time. And this is what Jesus was talking about. When, when you can, and, and, and his thing, and it's great to love your, your spouse. It's great to love your, your sons, your daughters. Jesus, Jesus is not saying that. 
He's saying, put me first. Put me first. Because I'm the one who created you. I'm the one who really brought you into this world. Now, I, your father or mother were conduits of that, but it was me who really brought you in. Put me first. But you can have situations where it's, and this is probably why Paul, well, this is why Paul rather not have a wife and just be single because that way he can put all his energy and love toward Jesus and not be contrasted with having to adhere to a wife or vice versa or a wife that having or that woman having to if it was a woman having to adhere to her husband. People have to know how to compartmentalize having Jesus first and then having the spouse and then the children and so forth. You can have a person who they have more love for their wife than they do of Jesus. And that's a problem. That's a problem because now that love for your wife or love for your husband is not in line with what God is saying. Not in line with what God put forth. And there lies the confusion of how we go about our lives, how we prepare ourselves for the afterlife. And then even worst of all is when we can have a situation where a mother, and especially a mother, or a father who will love their children more than that spouse, and then more than the Lord himself. So in other words, those are situations where you got someone, that person loving their children, putting them at number one, and then putting that spouse at number two, and most, and most times it would be the mother, and putting that husband at number two, and then you got Jesus, three. That is all screwed up. And it presents problems. It presents problems in the home, it presents problems in the marriage, and it presents problems with you connecting with the Lord. Because what is what is what is what has he said? He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Put me first. Put the Lord first. But we don't do that. We put him second, we put him third. And then in some situations we may have him fourth. Because we may have the job third. And then put Jesus last. Fourth. And then we wonder why things are screwed up in our lives. And then you say, well, I'm a Christian, I believe, and I go to church, I do this, I do that. But your priorities are all jacked up. They're all screwed up. This is why he said, I 
and his purpose as he came to divide. He came because it's division when your priorities are screwed up. And in so doing, he's exposing your priorities. So you have to see it in that context. He's exposing your priorities. Your priorities are all screwed up. So therefore, yes, he wants to divide. He wants that division because he wants you to see your priorities are all messed up. So to conclude here, because of your love for me not being first, and this is what Jesus, Jesus is saying, because of your love for me not being first, because of your love for me not being first, there will be division. See, that is the way to look at this. And this is kind of like a, a behind-the-scenes context of it. Because of your love for me, see, you love me. You say you love me. But because of your love for me not being first, not being first, keep that in your head now, not being first, there will be division. Why? Because he is a God of order. And he is a jealous God. And you must put him first. And what I always say, I always say, what I say to you, I, I say right back to myself. I have to be mindful of this myself. Put him first. Put him first. When you put him first, everything else falls into place. Put him first. And those who put me first will be ready for my coming. Those who put me first will be ready for my coming. And those who love their husband, their wife, their brother, their sister, their mother, their father, and so on and so forth, if they love them more than me, then you will not be ready. If you love all those people more than me, then you'll not be ready for my coming. In a true sense, you will not be ready. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Put Jesus first. Prioritize correctly. If you're married, God, your spouse, children, Say that again. God first. Your spouse second. And see, a lot of people get this confused also. They want to put the children first. And they want to put the children above the spouse. No. The chain is God. Spouse. Children. Job. Your business. Your, you know, your other priorities. Putting food on the table. That comes forth. That's the way it should be. That's the way it's supposed to be. And if you're single, like the Apostle Paul, that would, be, would, would even be better. God, 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 and God. <laughs> but I hope that clears things up for you.
I really do, because it's, like I said, what I say to you, I say to myself, and I myself have to apply those things, because really, on a daily basis, we have to continually to renew our minds, because we have so much stuff in this world coming at us, and a lot of times we get caught in the hellfire what the world throws at us, and then we start to we start to um, emulate what the world says. We start to gravitate to what the world says, and even in some situations, we start to want what the world wants. But it should be about the Lord's will and what He wants, because what He wants and His will is best for us. Keep that in mind. His will, His way is best for us in the long run. Because he is our father and he loves us and he wants the best for us. He knows what's up ahead for us and he can guide us and direct us through the Holy Spirit. But we have to want it. We have to want to renew our minds daily and seek after him continually putting him first and foremost. Because when you do that, you're not, you're not belittling or looking over your, your spouse or your children because God is all about love, but love in the correct way, in the right way. And when you love him first and foremost, everything else falls into place. When you love him first and foremost, you're loving your spouse even more. When you love him first and foremost, you're loving your children even more. And therefore, you're doing the best for them and by them when you're in God's will and in his way. So there you have it. I hope you get this into you. I hope that you seek him and, and renew your mind on a daily basis and open up your hearts. And let him in. I'm safe. Thank you for checking out Fantline. Until next time, keep Jesus first and be transformed by the renewing of your minds.